what it really looks like is kids having a high-level conversation about things we would want citizens to have in their background if they're going to become educated participants in a democracy. This is Transforming Learning. Hey, it's Zach, and I need to interrupt a moment because we are doing an incredibly exciting thing that requires your participation. Once a month, we will be featuring a teacher challenge on an episode and attempting to tackle the challenge between the four of us on the show. We want to hear from you about the challenges you might be facing in your classroom this year. Every teacher featured will receive a gift card, and at the end of the school year, we will draw a name randomly from all those who shared to award a $100 gift card. To share a challenge and earn a chance to win, simply call our number and leave a message. That number is 616-965-6606. Again, 616-965-6606. Welcome back to the show. This is Transforming Learning. I'm Zach. I'm sitting with Eric today. And Eric, we're talking about a conversation you had with David Vermeulen. And this is not a teacher new to our podcast. You've talked with him in the past. Actually, the topic was self-pacing with students. So what do you have for us this time? Yeah, thanks, Zach. So David is going to be sharing uh, how he uses Socratic Seminar. Uh, primarily in uh, mock debates that he has with his eighth grade social studies students. Um, again, David uh, teaches eighth grade in Montague Area Schools, which is on the west side of Michigan. And so we're going to hear some of the different strategies and some technology uh, that he brings in to kind of help promote some of that discussion uh, between students in the different circles of Socratic Seminar. Absolutely. And David's got some great ideas for how to capture multiple different dynamics around this strategy. So for those who are familiar with Socratic Seminar, you'll hear some interesting ways that he approaches it. And for those who aren't, it'll be a great new strategy. All right, let's take it over to Eric and David. David Vermeulen. Thank you for taking the time to meet with me and um, share your strategy of Socratic Seminar. Um, uh, you, you're you a middle school uh, social studies teacher. Can you give some of your background real quick, David? Sure. Um, I teach primarily uh, eighth grade U.S. history. Um, I actually became involved in Socratic Seminar um, when I taught government class yeah. here as a a full year course. Okay. Um, and we did a lot with um, Socratic seminar as a way of having discussions about current issues. Oh, okay. But it has yeah. translated really nice into U.S. history, too. And this, this is my 23rd year of teaching. Okay. So, yeah, how long have you uh, kind of been bringing in Socratic seminar in different varieties? <clears throat> uh, maybe 10 years. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, so you've got the, the Socratic seminar, you've got an inner circle and an outer circle, but then you're also bringing in technology. Can you share with our listeners, what does Socratic seminar look, look like in your uh, history class, David? Okay, so I give them um, a set of learning targets to when we begin a unit, and um, 
included in that are some extension questions about current events that might relate to those learning targets from U.S. history. Okay. Students are aware of those, um, and of course they study the learning targets. Um, they might discuss the extension current event issues prior mm-hmm. to the seminar. But the day of the seminar, this is before the final assessment of the unit, uh, students can choose to sit in the inner circle where they will pass a microphone, a moderator will actually pass a microphone between students, okay. and they discuss the learning targets. I encourage the students to ask the questions and answer the questions mm-hmm. themselves. I try to stay out of it. Mm-hmm. I, because I'm evaluating their understanding of the learning targets. So okay. I have a grid with their names and the learning targets, and I'm checking off their interactions there. Okay. Um, and they, they know that you're there just kind of as an evaluator, as a grader. Yes. Okay. And then the students um, that are on the outer circle, they're sitting in kind of a U-shape around the circle. Okay with the U facing the, the big screen in the room, and I have Socrative.com running up there okay. with an open short answer format. And the students are just told, given the prompt, that they can comment on what's being discussed. Ah, so yeah. the, the outer circle is contributing to the conversation. On, at times, if the inner circle gets stuck, it, it's fun to watch because all the heads turn to the screen and they're looking for prompts. On occasion, the outer circle will actually go, uh, say, to a site or to the Internet and look for information if they're stuck. Okay. Or they'll look in their class notes and, and then throw it up there on the screen to help the inner circle. So they're they're sharing ideas, they're sharing information as the inner circle needs it. Yes, and the inner okay. circle is not allowed to use their notes or anything. Oh, They're okay. just there with the only resource they have are the documents, okay. like primary source documents. Oh, okay. So we just finished studying the Declaration of Independence chapter, but the only thing they had in front of them were actually two documents, the Declaration of Independence and a loyalist's response opposing the Declaration of okay. Independence. <laughs> so the conversation was around the learning targets and then it slowly morphed into the the document itself okay so So david we're talking about middle schoolers Mm -hmm. sitting in a circle having conversations discussing topics of u.s history yes what what kind of conversations what what does that flow look like in your classroom after maybe a couple times of the kids getting used to this. What are the the highlights that that you've seen from Socratic Seminar now? Well, just to preface, the front-loading of information with the sequence of activities they've done is really important. They don't come in not knowing things. I mean, they know generally what they're talking about Mm. or what they plan to talk about. Um, And that's because they've done the sequence of activities on Schoology, including uh, the lessons that they've watched and responded to, um, the Ed Puzzle videos okay. and, and responses and so forth. So, but what it really looks like is um, kids having a high-level conversation about um, things we would want citizens to have in their um in their background if they're going to become educated 
participants in a democracy. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just get a lot of pleasure out of sitting back and not getting involved and watching the conversation just take its course. Yeah. And they're learning civil discourse. I mean, what, mm. what more important thing could we be teaching right now than how to have a respectful conversation yeah. about difficult things? Yeah. Um, so that's been... And it's an in-person valuable. conversation. They're not doing this through social media or YouTube video, anything like that. They're actually carrying that conversation back and forth. That's that's incredible. Yes, and for the students who might not want that inner circle experience for a variety of reasons, they're shy, yeah. they don't feel prepared, they've been absent, they still get a wealth of information because first they're listening, but then they're also trying to listen for a way to also join in uh-huh. using the back channel. So okay. um, I feel like they all benefit. They get options, mm-hmm. options on yes. how they want to participate. And I do more than one round of Socratic, so I'll pause, say, 25, 30 minutes in and say, does anyone want in? Oh, okay. Um, I should also mention there's a hot seat option. I put a seat next to the circle. Okay. If someone in the outer circle has a pressing question or comment, they can go sit there, and the moderator immediately takes the mic after the next person finishes and hands it to the hot seat. Ah, okay. So that way those kids can feel like they like participated on the inner circle yeah. in some way. Yeah, maybe start getting used to getting into the inner circle if they look and say, I want to be there too. Yes. Okay. One other thing I have done, I haven't done it yet this year, but I did it last year. I, I had Google Doc groups okay. where they were sharing a Google Doc, and they were in teams of four, uh-huh. and then they would share the inner circle person would have a Chromebook with a Google Doc open. Okay. And they'd see ideas being sent to them from oh, their teammates. Okay. And that was more of a competitive okay. round of Socratic seminar yeah. where they were teaming up. You've got your your lead presenter and yes. you have your uh, your your team of researchers and information gatherers mm-hmm. in the background. Okay. And then all the students took a turn in the inner circle oh. and knowing that they had the confidence of three people behind them who could feed them information that's powerful yeah so everybody everybody there's a requirement but you have the support and the backup of the rest of your team that's that's a great idea and they were trying to score points i mean i had a scoring system for okay you know if you cite a document and if you um, expand on what the person said before you and so okay. forth. There were ways to earn I like points for the team. So they yeah. liked that. Yeah. So David, you've got a test tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just in your classroom and it's the chapter six test, I believe, tomorrow. Yes. Um, and you said when I was in there, there were, uh, from one of the hours, I think there were five kids that um, did not have to take the test because yes. of their time in the Socratic seminar. Can you... Talk about how you've been able to bring in Socratic Seminar and use it for that evaluation. And like you said, they're having those high-level conversations. You've you've been able to really see mastery in their learning instead of having it on a test, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, when I evaluate the students in the inner circle, they have no notes in front of them, and they're having this conversation And on occasion, I'll throw in little prompts if I feel like something's missing from a particular standard that I'm measuring. But Uh um, generally, I can get a sense if they've mastered each of those 
standards um, just by listening to the conversation. Uh, the nice part of that is it's an additional motivation to participate. Okay. But also, um, then on the day of the test, they might be doing something different, um, an extension and not having to take that time. Yeah. So while others are doing the assessment, um, well, for example, today we were reviewing, and those students, since they don't have an assessment tomorrow, yep. they didn't use a review day. They started preparing a reader's theater so that they can share that tomorrow before the test. Oh, they do it before the test. Yes, okay. they're going to perform the Reader's Theater, which reviews oh. some of the assessment items for the rest of the class. So so the classmates tomorrow will be helping review in a Reader's Theater piece for the rest of the class. Yes, wow. there's a Thomas Jefferson and a Ben Franklin okay. part and so forth, and they, they will hit on some of the, the key ideas about the Declaration of Independence. Uh, so. so that's taken... Socratic seminar and incorporated differentiation, self-motivation of mm-hmm. these kids saying, hey, I I want to do something different than kind of what I'm maybe normally used to of studying in class, then taking this test and kind of the same old thing. You've, you've, you've allowed them choice into how they learn, how they participate, yes. how they assess. There's so many great things going on there. Thank you. Thank yeah, you sure, for sharing sure. this. Um, uh, if any of our listeners are out there thinking, Ooh, you know, where do I start with Socratic seminar? Um, witness this or speak to you further. Mm-hmm. Uh, how might they, uh, uh, connect with you, David? Okay. I'm at Montague area public schools. Um, my email is, is posted at Montague area public schools website. I can give you that email also, D at mapsk12.org. That's V-E-R-M-E-U-L-E-N-D at mapsk12.org. That's very helpful. Thank you, David. I appreciate you spending some time with me on our podcast here and, and taking this idea of Socratic Seminar. This can be very helpful to a lot of our listeners out there. So thank you. Well, what a great breakdown of Socratic seminar strategy and just some of the practical ways that David implements that with his students. Eric, you've been working with David for quite some time now, and we heard that from the last episode that you recorded with him. Um, Share a little bit about this idea and what David's doing in the classroom. Yeah, so David and I have worked for the last two years together uh, through our shoulder-to-shoulder coaching, and... David's really, he's been using Socratic Seminar for uh, quite a while. And so just in working with him, uh, you know, developing that self-paced instructional practice that he, that we recorded in the previous podcast, and now to take the front loading of information that he has his students go through with that, to now use that in the Socratic Seminar, it's, it's a kind of a good blend of, of that to dive deeper into, in this case, the mock debates. So students have some of that basic uh, knowledge and then they bring that in uh, to the Socratic seminar setup. Um, and so David also is trying different technology that will help his students primarily, but certainly helps David 
uh, tried to be a little bit more efficient and get some other ways of fostering, in this case, the communication and collaboration. And that is something that, as David shared, he's using uh, Socrative, um, which is kind of a real great way of, of capturing everybody's voice, in this case, a, a back-channeling format, um, to using Google Docs, where kids are sharing or researching information from the outer circle to the inner circle, as he talked about. So it really helps build that confidence, but also uh, it's a way for him to kind of keep track or see who is adding to the conversation, not just on the inner circle, but certainly participating from the outer circle. Yeah, and it's it's a compelling combination of strategies all at once there because not only for the accountability piece, the teacher just to know what's really going on, who's doing some thinking and participation and such, but also just the power of how those tools support the activity that's happening in that conversation. I love how he did talk about, you know, they can do that just as kind of like a, in a sense, it's like a back channel idea. You know, we've heard about back channel chats before. In fact, it was episode 40 that Todd Babias was sharing in his high school classes, um, which I think the combination there, the strategy he uses could be another great way to incorporate. But that Google Doc idea is not far removed from that same concept. And so for students to be able to participate in different ways at different levels. So I may not want to sit in the inner circle and, and talk and that capacity, but I still have opportunity to, in my own comfort zone. Right. Yeah. To know that you have kind of a a team, maybe your team is two other people sitting behind you in the outer circle, but, uh, you feel confident enough by maybe either the information that you already know, or the information that's being shared when you are in the inner circle in this case, you have this kind of confidence. Uh, and that's something that, that he's seen students get more comfortable and being willing to participate in the inner circle, which that's that's exactly what we want to do. We want to try to promote that self-confidence in, in learning so that every student can feel that, yes, I, I can do this. Yeah, and in a similar capacity, that hot seat idea that he has where if a student really feels compelled to enter the conversation, at least in a limited capacity, just because they're on the outer circle doesn't mean they're not allowed to talk at all. You know, we've got the hot seat so they can jump up and say, okay, I do actually have something that I want to offer now directly. Yeah. That's it. it, He's really, he's thought it through very well. Well, and and that's it, Zach. David has been, he's, he's a veteran teacher and in working with David, he's always trying to better his craft. And I really appreciate that of him. He tries to bring in a, uh, all sorts of different technologies and he's really reflective of what's working, what's maybe not working as well, but more importantly, it's what's he trying to do for his students. Uh, and in this case, it's fostering that communication, that, that, uh, collaboration, um, and even some of the, the critical thinking uh, skills there as well. So really with the smorgasbord of ideas that he's got going, it's Socrative seminar, but it's so much more than that. And so I certainly encourage teachers to reach out to David and uh, if they want to hear more about how he makes that happen and how he's brought together some of those pieces. Uh, but also that's, as you said, you've been working with him for a couple of years and that's the dynamic that we always like to do in our work with teachers as well. So feel free to reach out to us and we can be found on cbdconsulting.com slash elevateedu.
Thanks again for listening. If you haven't yet deduced, at CBD we believe the best kind of professional growth comes from conversations with other professionals. So we have devoted ourselves to ensuring any educator anywhere can have that opportunity. Our virtual coaching service guarantees that. Check us out on cbdconsulting.com slash elevate edu. You can share thoughts with just an email or quick text or dive right into a conversation by phone or video chat. We look forward to hearing from you.